listening to the Save the Marriage podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Bauckham as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. Over the years, sometimes I've picked up some information simply by watching the recurring patterns with people. Because one of the things that often happens when people are dealing with a marriage crisis is they face the same type of issues. In fact, a while back, I had somebody who called me and said, I bet you've never heard this one before. And they told me their story. And actually, I'd heard it repeatedly. Over the last couple of decades, almost three decades that I've been doing this work, I've gotten to the point where I've pretty much seen every situation and certainly every underlying dynamic. Sometimes people have a little bit of difference kind of in the cosmetics that are on their relationship and and maybe a little difference in how they do their dance steps, as I talked about last week. But how the underlying issues come into play are recurring. And they're both recurring in terms of how the relationship comes together and in how people try to work on the relationship. You probably noticed from me, there is a clarity from me about the fact that there are some right ways of working on a relationship and some wrong ways or dangerous ways of working on a relationship. Today, I want to talk about something that gets in the way of working on the relationship. This is what I call the fatal triangle. And you'll notice fatal starts with an F. These are three words that start with F that create the triangle. So imagine a triangle, three different points, and each of those points represents a fatal flaw that happens, that that gets into the process and gets in the way of people working on things. Now, here is the interesting thing about this process. I watch it happen over and over and over. Probably a day doesn't go by that I don't talk with somebody who is in the middle of this fatal triangle. In fact, it's so common that I've come to see it as one of the the underlying issues, the problem undermining the process. It cuts through the process. Over this past uh, week or so, I was away on the coast for Thanksgiving And while I was there, we had a high tide, and that high tide cut into the dunes. It was so high, they called it a king tide, and it, it cut under the dunes. And what we realized is that as it was cutting under the dunes, the dunes would begin to collapse into the space that had been created. It was cutting under the process that built up those dunes and collapsed them. Now, on the beach, that's a completely natural process, but I want you to think about As I talk through these three F's, the the fatal triangle, I want you to think about how it begins to cut at your process of trying to save your relationship, because I also want to talk about some ways we get around this fatal triangle. So let me tell you about the three F's. And what I would like you to do is just draw a triangle. And it really doesn't matter where the triangle is or what shape the triangle is. I just want you to have a triangle with three different points. And at each, each angle on that triangle we're going to put a word. At the very top, I want you to put fear. And then on either side at the bottom, put feeling of incompetence and frustration. Because those are the three F's, the fatal triangle. The fatal triangle is made up of fear, feeling of incompetence, and frustration that seem to be recurring issues for people as they're working on their relationship. Now, 
You might say, oh, feeling of incompetence. Well, that's fear. That's a little bit different. So I want to talk through what I mean by each of those. So let's start off with frustration, first of all, because many people call me frustrated that they can't make progress. Sometimes they haven't done anything yet. They're just frustrated that they're in this situation. Sometimes they've been working on things for a while and they're frustrated they can't make any headway. So the frustration is an interesting um, idea that we have because it's really another name for something else. And it's another name for anger. It's anger that's frozen. We get frustrated when we can't get where we want to get to. Think about that if, you've, if you remember having a small child, if you had a small child, or remember that point, and maybe even your own life, when you, know, you watch them, they're trying to do something that they know they ought to be able to do. I remember watching it as my kids were trying to learn, for instance, to walk, or even to crawl, but certainly to walk. They would pull themselves up only to plop down, and I could watch the frustration. In fact, one of the things we noticed is that every stage of development was marked with a period of frustration while they were trying to figure out how to get to that new place. So where we are for a while is okay. But at some point we realize we need to get to something else. And so there's a growing sense, I've got to get beyond this, and yet there's a level that won't let you. And so that level grows into frustration. And it's an anger, not at anything specific. Sometimes it can be, but a lot of times it's just kind of angry that you can't figure out how to do it. Recently in my practice of jiu-jitsu, and I've talked about that on other podcasts, where I started that about, uh, about 11 months ago. I started last January. And so during these past few months, I've been learning more and more pieces of the puzzle. So when I walked into jiu-jitsu, I knew I knew nothing. I didn't know how little I knew, but I knew I knew nothing. And so it was easy to walk in and go, okay, I know nothing. Let me learn something. So as I progressed along, I made it through the first part of the process and learned the basic skills, which bumped me up to uh, the next level. So now there's the frustration in the next level that I felt pretty competent with what I was doing in the lower level. And now I'm in the higher level and I keep losing. As we're rolling, as we're sparring, we call it rolling in jiu-jitsu, but sparring if you've ever been any other martial art. And in the process of rolling, I keep getting stomped. I'll try to do something from my basic knowledge, but everybody there knows a counter to it. And so I, I find myself constantly on the losing end of the, the sparring, of the rolling. And that's fairly frustrating because at some point I felt competent I felt like I had some layer of competence to my basic moves. It's the same kind of thing happens in a marriage. A lot of people feel some competence in being married. And suddenly a spouse is saying, yeah, I'm not happy. I don't want to do this. I'm done with this. I want to leave. I want to get out. And suddenly all of that competence is wiped out. That, by the way, goes back to that feeling of incompetence we'll talk about in a minute because there's another layer to that. So when that competence gets messed up and and we're trying our best to get things on track, we can grow into the sense of of frustration that we just can't figure out how to get it turned around. The problem with frustration is it makes us lash out at places that don't help or don't deserve it. For instance, a lot of times when people are frustrated that they can't get things going, they lash out at a spouse. 
show their anger at a spouse. It's not that they're necessarily angry at the spouse. A lot of times the spouse has just said, hey, I'm not happy. We've got to do something different. But the frustration has to go somewhere. We're looking for some outlet for it. And so in the process, it can leak out in places we don't want it to. One of the things I have to be careful about when I'm at jujitsu is that the other person that I'm sparring with doesn't think I'm upset with them when I get pinned. I've learned to just laugh about it and go on because it's no big deal. I'll get to try again and I'm sure I'll get better at it, but it's a little bit different when something's really at risk. Some years ago, I was working with a family business and everybody thought that the boss was just a mean guy. And as I worked with this guy, I realized he wasn't mean. He was frustrated and taking his frustration out on anyone around him. He didn't even realize it was leaking out that way. He could tell me that he was frustrated, but what he didn't realize is everybody else was feeling it as his being a mean person. So he had to work on where to get that frustration out, how to relieve that frustration in appropriate ways. So one point of this fatal triangle is that frustration that comes with feeling like you had something, you know, that you knew what you were doing and suddenly you feel like you you don't, which leads us over to that feeling of incompetence. Most of us walk into a marriage kind of feeling like we're in over our heads. There's not a whole lot of training on how to be married, of how to be a spouse, much less how to be dealing with a problem relationship. And so lots of people have this underlying sense of incompetence throughout uh, their married relationship. Some people feel that just in life. You know, you kind of feel like you're faking being an adult for a long time. And sometimes we feel like we're faking other things. And we just have this underlying sense of a feeling of incompetence. So here's one of the places we kind of need to understand this feeling of incompetence comes on two different layers. The first layer of incompetence is that a lot of people just go, I I just don't know how to do marriage. I I never have figured out how to do marriage. Maybe they didn't have a good role model, or maybe they just didn't know what was behind all that. But then there's the other level of incompetence of just feeling like when the marriage is in trouble of not knowing what to do. It's likely that you've never really had to deal with the depth of issue that you've got now. And so it's natural that you would have some sense of incompetence. Because in reality, we gain competence along the way of facing something. When I started jujitsu at the very beginning, I was completely incompetent at it. But as they taught me this move and that move and the next move, and as I practiced this move, that move, and the next move, and I got used to reacting to somebody uh, coming at me with a certain, you know, certain attack, I would know what to do. I grew my competence. And see, that's the interesting thing. You can't expect to be competent at something you've never gained competence to do. If you decided one day to go in and do surgery at the hospital, but you have no medical training, you are incompetent. And to feel incompetent is probably a useful thing to recognize that you are not capable of doing what you're standing there doing. Now, if you went to medical school, you would gain the competence. So part of our task when we feel incompetent is to ask the question, what level of incompetence do I really have and how can I fix that? How can I get to a more level point of competence? Now, the interesting thing about a marriage crisis is many people feel like they should somehow know how to deal with that crisis without getting extra help. 
They just feel like somehow it should click with them, that they should figure it out as they're going through it. The interesting thing is, you know, as I've talked to people and they're like, you know, we shouldn't have to go to therapy. If it was this hard, there's something wrong. We shouldn't have to go to therapy where the therapist may have some training in how to help or we shouldn't have to get coaching, which is what I usually recommend. We shouldn't have to get coaching because we should just be able to know how to do this. But most people don't know how to do relationships well. More than that, most people don't know how to do troubled relationships well, how to pull them out of troubled relationships. That's why I created the system I created, to help people gain the competence that they need. I don't expect people to have the competence at the beginning, so we walk them through the process. That's why we have so many tools and coaching and all the other pieces of the puzzle that I put together. That's why I created my VIP virtual coaching program, so that people can be gaining the competence and the tools they need along the way. It's not expecting that they would have it ahead of time. So if you've expected that you would have the competence on the front side, that's not likely to be the case. But more than that, a lot of us carry around a level of incompetence, a feeling of incompetence, even when we have some competence. Most of us have that from some point in the past where we felt like we had to pretend to have it together. We had to pretend that we had that competence. And so we learned to have that feeling of incompetence that sometimes is there even when we have competence in something. Which brings us up to that last piece, the fear. So the fear is a linking piece of all that. Fear of incompetence, a feeling of incompetence, that's a fear. Feeling of incompetence makes us fearful. Frustration also is usually related to fear. They have a back and forth uh, play. And you'll notice that's why it's in the triangle, because when we're frustrated, we usually have some fear of, of something, not being able to do something, not being able to get where we need to, not being able to achieve what we should. All of those pieces are in fear. Now, fear is an underlying piece of the puzzle in many areas of a marriage crisis. People fear that they're going to lose the love they have. They fear that they're going to lose access to their kids assets, all kinds of different pieces. They, they're, they're suddenly going to lack, right? They're not going to have access to the house or whatever else. And so we have the natural fears. Not only that, but we have this fear of failure. Now, the interesting thing is this fear of failure floats around. And a lot of times the way people cope with the feeling of failure is by avoiding something that would prove them to have failed. Now, that's an interesting one. Sometimes people choose not to act because they have this fear of failure, and by not acting, they fail. But they don't want to have that underlying feeling of failure. And so it goes back and forth that as much as they want to move to a different place, their fear of failure can paralyze them. So this fear comes in several different shades, but when we put them all together, I want you to notice one significant thing about all of them. Frustration is focusing on the self, what I cannot do, what I can't move forward, what I can't get, what I can't shift. Fear is always self-referenced. It's my fear. I fear I'm not going to be good enough or I fear I'm not going to have enough or I'm not going to be loved enough. I fear. It's my reference point. The feeling of incompetence is obviously self-referencing, that all three of those require us to be reflecting on ourselves. In fact, 
the place where humans move beyond all of that is when we reflect and look at something else, something bigger, something more important. When we shift to a couple of other things, then suddenly those pieces don't have as much power as they had before. For instance, empathy. When we can understand that our spouse is in a place of pain, is in a place of difficulty, then we can recognize that our spouse might be doing the best they can and we have a sense of, of empathy for that spouse. That makes a big shift. So empathy can change how we feel that frustration. Frustration is I'm not getting what I want. But if we step back and recognize that neither one of you are getting the relationship you want, we begin to create a level of empathy. Now, if we also make a shift to courage, because courage is something that calls us to act for the higher good. When we act from courage, we're acting from our deeper place, a sense of importance. When we act in courageous ways, we're always doing it for a greater good, a bigger important thing. And so when we shift to courage, which remember is about the heart looking for the action it can take, that can break us free of that fear. Action always breaks us free of, of the fear. Action also breaks us free of the feeling of incompetence. Incompetence begins to crumble when we start finding our competence, when we build into a new place, when we find new ways of working because we suddenly understand things from a different place. Competence is something we can build. You can build your competence on how to deal with your relationship simply by finding knowledge and practicing it. A lot of times people say, well, I don't feel competent in how I relate to my spouse right now. Well, guess how you gain that competence? By relating to your spouse, by trying out new things, by learning new ways of being loving and supportive. So empathy, courage, and action are ways that we reference away from ourselves and towards something else. This is one of the reasons that I talk about my four C's. I used to call them the three C's, but I've added a fourth C lately, and there's a podcast in the related materials. You can find the podcast where I added that, that fourth C in. But if you think about those uh, four C's, you'll see how they help you combat this. My four C's are calm, constant, consistent, and courageous. Calm, constant, consistent, courageous. Let's talk a little bit about how they fight those pieces. Frustration falls when we are, find our calm. This is not where I'm saying you pretend to be calm. This is where you really work on being calm, finding a place of less reactivity. Calm comes from our dealing with our anxiety in better ways. I've got lots of material on how to deal better with our anxiety on my Thrivology podcast. You can find that at thrivologypodcast.com. So as we work towards having more and more calm, then we can have a better way of relating, a better way of relating because we're not re relating from anxiety. Now, constant means that we, on a regular basis, are putting our actions there. Sometimes people tell me that they stopped taking action because they got fearful. But the fact is that when we choose to be in constant effort to save our relationship, it's about constant action. Not constant action meaning 24 hours a day, seven days a week, but constant action meaning we're looking to always be changing that relationship. Let's say you decide to do a one-way text, one of the things I talk about in the system. 
So you do a one-way text, and then three weeks pass, four weeks pass, and you haven't done a one-way text. You haven't done any way of connecting. You suddenly realize that you're not truly doing the connecting pieces. You're not really working on, on a constant level of connecting with a spouse. Or maybe you don't constantly work on changing yourself. Now, consistent is another layer I talk about in those, those four C's. Consistent means that you're following a protocol that matches. For instance, I believe that relationships, the lifeblood of relationships, is based in connection. So what I talk about doing is working towards connecting with a spouse. But let's say that you read somewhere about the no contact rule, which, by the way, I don't have a high opinion of because it's a no connection method. And so you're connecting, 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 and suddenly you switch over to the no contact rule and you have no connection. That's not consistent. Consistency helps us work on our own feelings of incompetence. It also helps us deal with our own fears and it helps us deal with our frustration because we know we're taking action. And the other piece is courageous. We have to be courageous in this work. This is tough stuff. If you're working to save your marriage, you can let the fear get you or you can decide that you're going to rise above it. You're going to find a better place to be. And the way to do that is facing where your heart's telling you to go, taking things on with courage. Now, if all of this are hitting things that you're, you say, yes, I want that feeling of incompetence or competence, but I don't know how to get past my incompetence, please grab my Save the Marriage system. Use that system as a way of gaining your competence. If you feel the fear, it might be time to join the VIP program so that we can talk about how you move beyond the fear, or maybe you get a coach that can help you through that. If you're talking about the frustration, we can coach you through that also. We have the tools that can get you through this fatal triangle and keep you from falling into trouble. If you need the system, go to savethemarriage.com. Right now with the Save the Marriage system, I'm including a get started, the best start process with one of my coaches. It's a 15 to 20 minute session with one of my coaches at no charge to you, no obligation, just to make sure we get you started the best we can. And I also have a week free of VIP coaching and it's only available at the time you purchase the system. So as you're going through the process, go ahead and sign up for that free week. And then after you've got the system, when you go to download your system, We're going to ask you to go ahead and give us a little more information. You just have to click a button if you want it. You don't don't have to do it, but if you want it, give us a little more information and we'll have a coach contact you. So go now to savethemarriage.com. Let's get started. Savethemarriage.com. Let's beat this fatal triangle. This is Lee Balkin wishing you the best as you work to save your marriage. You've been listening to Save the Marriage Podcast. For more information and help, please visit us at savethemarriage.com. Thank you.